0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: All right, we're here for another week. J and Fiend, Team Cream. No, that was before. This is Jay and Fiend from the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here with my brother Brandon. Say what's up to the folks. What up? It's your boy, AKA I Also Hate Pit. We in the building. The season is winding down. But don't worry, lots of stuff going on. Five questions, five answers. Jordan Ty Curry, let's hear it. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Ty Curry, and let's get
3: things kicked off with the first blank. After some time, I feel blank about the TCU game. Over it. I'm over it. Good, bad, and different, over it. Yep, me too. I feel the exact
2: same way I did when I watched the game. Wasn't mad, wasn't angry, wasn't perturbed. We played solid. We played we played hard. Excuse me. I'm not saying solid. We played hard. Um, we didn't embarrass ourselves, but I got the, pretty much the same feeling I had right when the game ended. Time didn't do nothing for this one. Number two, Ajai, Nestor, Lance Dixon,
3: Spells, and Mumu being back does blank for us. I'm not sure Lance Dixon's back, to be honest. Uh, having those guys back is a big deal, but it hurts because Tony Mathis is still not for sure. C.J. Donaldson is out, and there's plenty of other injuries to go around. De- Mallinger, I believe, is out. Um, we got plenty of injuries going into Iowa State, so even though we get those guys back, which is a big boost, especially Doug Nestor, the guys that we have gone, it's a big problem. So it's almost like a net push. This is huge. There are certain games that don't matter. You play Texas,
2: it didn't matter who played. Um, Texas Tech, it didn't matter who played. We're not playing them po- people. We're playing Iowa Stank. <laughs> this is going to come back to haunt me. Iowa Stank. <laughs> <laughs> so getting these little pieces back who can make a difference in a possession, uh, uh, some points on the board, stopping some points on the board, points are going to be at a premium. And, uh... Any little piece that we can get to add, I, I think it, I think it's really big that these guys are playing this game in particular. Some games it doesn't matter. This one it does. Number three, Rich Rod has as much chance to come back as blank.
3: As me being the governor of West Virginia. It's possible. You never know. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, um, I'm going to go that he has as
2: much chance as the Mets winning the World Series this year. And the words of Degeneration generation X, are, no chance. <laughs> no chance at all. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. It's possible I'm wrong. I just don't see it. Number four, Dante Stills getting the all-time TFL's record at WVU
3: means blank. It means not as much as everyone thinks. I love Dante. Dante's the man. Dante is a grown man. Dante means more to this program than what many people may recognize, not just because of his name, not just because of his effort, but because of his legacy. But the man had extra time to get those extra tackles. So I don't think it means as much as you might think. I actually think it means
2: a lot, especially in the year that we're having to have a homegrown Mountaineer boy who chose to stay home in the age of NIL where he could have went anywhere, and he stayed, and now he has the all-time the, the all-time tackle for loss record. That's what TFL means, tackles for loss. That's big. That's something that's going to warm our hearts. Um, and the whole, like, he had an extra year. Some of these people played lesser years. When the history books, the history books don't matter about that. They don't care about that. Maybe historians, maybe people who really know facts may correct you. Hey, but you got to remember. Yeah, but the majority of people are going to see who has the most tackle for losses. And we're going to realize it was somebody who stayed loyal to the program, who was homegrown, and somebody that West Virginia absolutely loves. Number five, WVU will blank in Ames, Iowa, Saturday.
3: WVU will come up short in Ames, Iowa. Jeremy, I just think there's too many injuries. I think that guys will come up short yet again.
2: Uh, this is the last time you're going to hear me say this for this year. I think we win, and I think we win sure-handedly. What points me to that? I don't know. Maybe that Iowa can't score the ball. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, everybody can score the ball on this defense, and you're probably right. I just have a feeling coming off that tough loss – Look, if there's ever a time, this is the time. And I've said that before. I said that for the Virginia Tech game, to, to be specific. And you know what? Our team came out like they were a cornered animal. Now we don't have as much to play for. But I feel like I know Ames, Iowa has not been uh, been uh, nice to us the last few times we've been out there. I just, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling, man. I think I think we're going to win, and I don't think it's going to be as much stress for Virginia as we usually have. Well, that's it. Five questions, five answers. It's your boy, J.N. Fiend. I'm here with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. B. Fiend, I also hate Pitt. But don't stop. Don't quit. Don't cut the station. Don't turn the station. Why? Because we go in next segment, which means we get down to the real nitty-gritty. We got some Dante still stats. We got a lot of things we're going to throw at you. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk college football. Stay with us because we're about to go Red
3: in. More than 100 schools available from home field apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y 12, for a discount on your first order, 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent
1: you. Boom. Bosco's Boys is here. I think we all wanted it, and the marriage is officially official. I'm so pumped to bring my show to the 1012 Network, Bosco's Boys, the most consistent K-State podcast out there over four years with at least one episode a week, bringing live shows to the listeners and to the participants every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm pumped to be here, and I would love it if you guys came over to Bosco's Boys and gave us a listen because we are not Big J Journos. This is a podcast by a fan and his dog for fellow K-State and Big 12 fans, and I can't wait to chop it up with all the members and fans of the 1012 Network. Rat me,
0: boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, and I'm a go
3: hard. and I'm to go and I'm a go hard. Here we go, we're going in. It's the RVK, your boy Brandon Phoenix, aka I Also Hate Pit, joined by my brother, Jay and Fiend, in the building in the booth. Time to recap TCU, Jeremy. What would you think of the West Virginia now, effort against the Horned Frogs?
2: I did not get to see it in person. I listened to it the entire time. Uh, I was really mightily impressed with some of the ques- catches, like Bryce For Whedon. There was one catch in between the safety and the corner that was great. Brandon, oh my goodness! Did you see Reese Smith's catch in the end zone? Tremendous! That, that was ri- Brandon. That was ridiculous. One of the best catches I've seen. Since Stedman Bailey at West Virginia in traffic, being a small guy, getting hit, big time. I mean, I'll say big time catch. It was just it was just a great, great catch in traffic. I love that. But for the whole TCU thing, man, like the bottom line is this I know you want to say that we played well. I know you want to say we didn't embarrass ourselves. But at the end of the day, when you're three and five, like we are, that doesn't go in the win column. The only thing that comes out of that is an L. It's the only thing L. that gets counted. And that's what we got. So you can talk about all the other stuff. You can – people – I don't know. These, these people are hanging on. Hey, man, hey, more power to you. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I Actually, I, I didn't even want to bring it up. But I, I saw a message from somebody they put in Let's Go West Virginia uh, – Let's Go Mountaineers on Facebook. I'm going to give him a shout-out because I'm going to read exactly what he said. Now I'm hoping that he was saying it tug in cheek I'm hoping that he was saying it to be funny. Because the truth is, man, 3-5 and is 3-5. and A loss is a
3: loss. So, uh, what do you think about it, Brandon? No, I watched Neil Brown's presser from yesterday, and he's right. Great effort. I'm not mad at the effort. I've really not been mad at the effort except for two games this year, really. Texas Tech and Texas are the only games where I looked and I thought the effort wasn't there the entire game. Not what I want to see out of a Mountaineer team. For the most part, they haven't quit. Um, they played the game the way I expect Mountaineers to play. Did they play well on defense? No. They played poorly. But they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They weren't, they weren't not trying. Um, I didn't like some of the play calling. Some of that was on JT Daniels making his own decisions in goal line situation. But overall, it's like you said, I'm just tired of losing. There's no two ways about this conversation. I'm tired of losing. I don't care how hard we play if it doesn't result in a win. Especially when that win when it's three and five, and we're not talking about five and three. Amen. Amen.
2: If we're five and three, it's different. When it's three and five, I don't care why we lost. I don't care. I don't care. Especially with chances to win. I don't care how hard you
3: played. I don't care that you didn't give up. I don't care. No, (laughs) I don't I don't don't care. care. And I, I don't think yeah. I should care. I don't think I don't know what you want from me as a fan. What do you want from me as a fan? Like what am what I do supposed you to be- want from me? Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> slow
2: down. <laughs> all right, Brandon. Tell me. Tell me if this is serious. I can't tell if this is serious or not. Okay, let's go Mountaineers Facebook group. Rogan Blankenship, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon. He writes, I can't wait to tell all the haters. <laughs>
3: <laughs> starting out great. Hello. Starting out great.
2: I, I strong start. Strong start. I can't will, wait to tell all the haters. I told you so. When Neil Brown brings a national championship trophy to Morgan, oh, oh, everyone throwing in the towel after last week's loss to a team that could battle it it out for it, battle it out for it all this season. Okay, I think he means making the CFP. Lots of promise for the future. hashtag Trust the climb. Is, Brandon, you tell me, is this
3: man being serious? He's dead serious. He's dead serious. <laughs> There's no way. There's no He's way. dead serious. He <laughs> means it. There's no way. He means it. Like, my thing is, the guy hasn't won three games in a row yet in four years, and you're talking about a national championship? You're not even talking about making a bowl game this year. You're talking about a national championship? You're not telling me that in a few years we can win a conference? You're saying you're uh, we're going to win a national championship? Delusional Brandon, is not even a strong enough word for this man Brandon, Come on, delusional. Come on.
2: I, know peop- I know people are delusional I know people are ridiculous And I know that it's their fault when they are But I almost feel bad for this man He said I can't wait To tell all the haters Brandon do you know how long he's going to be waiting Like this man is going to be an old bitter man If he's not already Because he's going to be waiting And this is just going to be boiling up for so long, now, Brandon, is, how long man- it- Brandon how long is this man Brandon how You think, Brandon, would you think he's going to change? No, because is Neil Brown going to be around? Yeah,
3: I guess. I guess he said, I can't wait to tell you haters. What? And also, what makes you a hater? My thing is, what makes you a hater? A hater is somebody, people don't understand what a hater is. A hater is not somebody who hates someone. It's somebody who hates on someone. So if Neil Brown was doing well and I was hating on him because I was jealous of his success or because I had suggested that he wouldn't be successful and now he is, then I was hating on him, then I would be a hater. People people misuse that word all the time. Just pointing out Speak, his ineptitude is not does not make me a hater.
2: Brandon, I mean, speaking to that, let's be for real. Brandon, do you know how many points we're averaging on, on, on offense? Nope. 34.1 points per game. I'm going to say this again, 34.1 points per game. Truth be told, we averaged this last year. Maybe we'd be in a better position, but the reason why we're not, do you you know how much, do you know how many points we give up a game, Brandon?
3: More than (laughs) 34.1.
2: 34.6. 34.6 points a game? Are we being serious? Come on now. Brandon, 34.6 points a game. Nobody's going to win. I would say nobody is going to win. North Carolina actually gives up more points than us. I have no clue how they're ranked and have so many wins. Oh yeah, that's right cuz they play in the ACC. They're they're Brandon, seriously. If we had their schedule, their schedule is so garbage. Actually, and you know what? I hate talking about other teams when my team isn't very good. Hate to be like, "Oh well, my team were." But let me tell you who North Carolina has played. They played FAMU. I- They played Appalachian State. Yep. They played Georgia State. They played Notre Dame when Notre Dame was still terrible. They also played Virginia Tech. They played a stink Miami team. They played Duke. And last week they played Pitt. You tell me a a decent team on that entire list. Well, they beat Notre Dame. They beat Pitt. So we can't say much about that. They did. I'm just saying they're ranked like number 16 or 17 in the country off that record. I see some teams in, in the Big Ten off their record. Now, I will say, I'm not trying to say, I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuse for West Virginia, but the truth is, if we were in the ACC or Big Ten, our, 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 our,
3: I feel like our record would be much better. But, but guess what? Whew, we're not. And Neil Brown wasn't not. hired to coach in those leagues. He was hired to coach in the Big 12. That's what si- he signed up for, and that's what he gets paid to do. Good point.
2: I mean, that's where I stand. You know where he's coaching Saturday? In the Big 12 against
3: Iowa State. What are you expecting, Brandon? What are you seeing from Iowa State? What are your feelings? Iowa State is a physical team. Iowa State's been in a lot of close games. They've lost a lot of uh, very, very close games. I just don't think that we have the fire. I don't want to say firepower because Iowa State's offense isn't great. What I can't see. Understatement. What do you mean? I said understatement, saying that their offices are great. Well, their offices are great, but Xavier Hutchinson might be the best receiver in the Big 12. And Xavier Hutchinson is six foot three, and might just blow our doors off. And he's not the only receiver they have, but he's definitely the best receiver they have. He torched Texas, should have caught a touchdown pass to beat Texas, dropped it when he was wide open, and I just think he's going to have a field day against our secondary.
2: So they start out the year, they played SEMO. I don't know who SEMO is. It's the only time they've went over. they went Top over Eastern 40 Missouri. points. Two times. They went over 40 points two times against SEMO. Very next game, they beat Iowa 10-7. The third game, they beat Ohio, who has a worst defense than us. Yes, Ohio has the fourth worst defense in the country, 43-10. After that, they scored 24 on Baylor. They scored 11 on Kansas. They scored nine on Kansas State. 21 on Texas and 13 against Oklahoma. They can't get over 20 points on any team that's any good. One time. One time against Baylor. They scored 24. Like they 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 can't
3: generate offense, Brandon. They can't generate offense. All right. But guess what, Jeremy? I think they might come Saturday.
2: It's so huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's how it works out. Nobody plays good. Then we make them look like all Americans. This game is so huge because it's Iowa state and West Virginia battling it out for the conference championship. No, the top two, no battling it out to see who's going to be the bottom of the big 12. If we lose, we are now officially at the bottom of the big 12. Yep. If they lose, we stay one game ahead of them or two games ahead of them. This is a big game. Well, big game. If you want to look like toilet bowl factor, Uh, if we lose like, that's it. We're at the bottom of the big 12. Fortunately for us, we are six and four against them, uh, all time. We did win last year, but the tricky part is going to Ames, Iowa, to come up with a win there. I have haunting memories of watching that. I, I don't even want to bring it up, but the Iowa State game. Dana was a head coach. Coach, they were wearing all black. We were in the stormtroopers or in the all whites, and that game did not. Other than uh, what's his name, Kenny Kenny Bigelow, blocking that field goal. And then I believe it was Derek Pitts returning it for a touchdown, which was amazing. That game was embarrassing on national television. Yep. That's one that sticks in my head. Well, we're going back to that exact same spot again. and We need we need different results. And I know I'm sitting here being all negative, but I've, I've told you, I actually think we win this game,
3: Brandon. I do. I, I thought we would too. Like, I thought we had a chance to win this game, but that was before the injuries. Yeah,
2: we'll see. Saturday's coming up. Um, it's a must-win. Uh, pretty much all West Virginia games are going to be must-wins from here on out. We're three and five. We have to win three we, out of four to even be bowl-eligible. We've got to win three big. out of
3: four. And we've never won three in a row.
2: So it's an uphill climb. It's, a, it's an uphill climb, quote-unquote climb. What's well, not an uphill climb is somebody who actually made it to the peak, the pinnacle. Dante Stills, tackles for loss, all-time leader, WVU,
3: Brandon. How good is that? I mean, he's a man. I said it before. He's double teamed almost every single play. He's the focus of every offensive line. And yet he still overcomes and does his thing. He is a monster. He's a professional player without question. I know I thought Darius Stills would be and he hasn't been. But Dante's a different animal. The guy is just electric. And I love how humble he is. I love how hungry he is. I just love his intensity, and I love that he's from Fairmont, that he's a West Virginia born and bred bruiser. So I just I love it. Now it's a
2: big deal. I think that's a great feather in his cap, something he can remember forever and something Mountaineer fans can remember forever. Now, the thing is, that's tackle, tackles for loss. He also is coming up on the sack lead. He is not, never going to get there. He's at 22 right now. The sack lead is 35 by one Canute Curtis. But, but Brandon, there are some things we should look forward to for the rest of the season. Dante Stills is one sack away from being tied for third on this list to Bruce Irvin at 23. Bruce Irvin at 23 sacks, Dante Stills at 22. Can he get one more? But even more important than that, number two on the all-time sack list for West Virginia is with in grasp, Brandon. Do you know who the number two sack leader at West Virginia University is?
3: Uh, you, I think you told me, but I can't remember. I'm gonna say Pops, Gary Stills. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Gary
2: Stills. Gary Stills has 26 sacks. Dante Stills has 22. There are four games left. He needs four to tie his father and five to become the greatest stills to ever wear the old gold and blue. Maybe a bit too far, but still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Four sacks to tie, five sacks to pass him. Brandon, I'm actually pumped up about this. I'm actually excited to see. Can he get five sacks in four games to pass his father? Can he get four sacks to tie his father? Second all time,
3: that'll be a big, big mark for him. Um, yeah, and I hope he hits it because it's always great to see history made and be, be a part of it. So, you know, it it would be great. Not that we're a part of it, but, you know, to get to witness it, I should say.
2: I mean, even if you go back to the tackle for loss, which he's now king of Brandon, think about some of the players. I mean, we've had Daryl Talley, Grant Wiley, Ketikowski, Bruce Irvin, Gary Stills, David Long. Think about all the great consensus, all American Darius stills great players. And he's at the top of the list. He leads them all. So these things are big deals, especially when you're three and five, you have to attach yourself to anything that you can. But even without that, even if we were, you know, eight and O oh, to be within striking range of the sack of, of second all time on the sack list, but especially being able to reach to the mountaintop to actually climb, trust the climb of Dante stills. Well, he did it. He is now number one on the list. You know who else is climbing Jay?
3: we got uh, he's on uns- he's an unsuspecting person but he's climbing i saw it on his instagram story today coming in with 179 catches 12 catches behind david saunders for number four on the all-time list sam james oh wow Sam James is number. Five. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you. I thought you were going to say. I. I. I wasn't expecting that. Sam, Sam James. Sam James is number five on the all-time receptions list. With a good chance this year of catching David Saunders. With only twelve more receptions, all he needs is twelve more receptions in four games. That's three receptions a game. Barring injury, he should get that record, or not record, but he should get that number to tie David Saunders easily, Sam James, Jeremy. He has quietly amassed a good career as far as receptions are concerned in Morgantown, and he's only a redshirt junior. What do you think about that number? Brandon, (laughs) the first thing I think of is can you imagine
2: how far out ahead he would be if you'd have so many drops? (laughs) (laughs) he, he wouldn't he would be making a mark that would never, ever, ever be touched. The other thing is, I don't know. Like, I got to think. Like, I don't know how long these other players played, but, like, Sam James has been here for a long time. And not only that, he was good enough to play as a freshman. So he's been he's been racking up the numbers. And usually, I I know for a fact, Stedman Bailey was, on, what, only here two years? Was he only here two years? Maybe three.
3: Two? Two, three? No, Stedman Bailey was here, well, from 2010 to 2012. 2010, 2011, 2012. So three years. Okay. I'm just saying he wasn't here for four years, four or
2: five years. Like, and I guess, I guess, like I said with Dante, it doesn't matter. The history books are the history books. But I don't know. I just feel like we got our own Perry Ellis here. I feel like we got our own Perry Ellis. And James like, he's,
3: seems like forever. Brandon, he's, he's going to be here next year too. Brandon, you know he's going to be here I'm next year, year me? too.
1: What, Winston
3: who? Jet Life Wright is number fifteen, tied with Bryce Ford Wheaton with one hundred and twenty nine catches. Yeah, th- these numbers are crazy to me. Like I, I just well, it speaks to the new offense, the way, how often they throw, the way that they throw. It speaks to the how different the game is now. I guess, I guess, these but surprising it's still it's me. Crazy. They really are, and of course, number one all time is Tavon Austin with two hundred eighty eight catches. I don't see anybody catching him anytime soon.
2: Brandon, I saw, I saw a list that came out with the all-time receivers ever, and Tavon was on that list. Let's be for real, Brandon. Are you taking Tavon over Stedman at receiver? In college? In college, Brandon. And, and before you say that, I watched the LSU game. Tavon is a monster. Tavon, you can get from the backfield and whatnot, but I watched Stedman beat NFL corners one-on-one and make them look stupid. I actually think, Stedman would still be in the NFL, had tragedy not struck. He was getting stronger and stronger in the NFL. Like, that kid was the most real, most underappreciated player outside of West Virginia. His stats were better than Devontae Smith's, who won the Heisman. He had 25 touchdowns, 1,600, almost 1,700 yards, and 25 touchdowns. People just don't appreciate him enough. And I'm not talking that about Tavon, because I think Tavon's the truth. Uh, in college, he was definitely the truth beyond the truth, Reggie Bush esque. But Stedman was was a once I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but it, it felt it feels like he's underappreciated because uh, uh, because he's not on the list. You put Tavon on the list, not him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Steady B is is one of the best receivers that I've seen play
3: in college football period. Top fifteen. By the way, personally, see play top fifteen. We were, People keep talking about Neil Brown. The reason you keep him is because of his recruiting classes. Rumors are starting to get hot about Rodney Gallagher to Tennessee.
2: Yeah, but I heard somebody say. Yeah, I heard somebody say that he's definitely going to stay. 100% in, and then somebody else responded. Isn't
3: that what Justin Williams said <laughs> right before he flipped? Well, the thing I'm seeing most recently is Justin Benton. You know Justin Benton, Jeremy? Uh, Do I? Justin Benton, defensive lineman, committed to WVU, offered by Texas recently, just a few weeks ago. He's now taking an official visit to Arkansas this weekend, and he is promoting the fact that he's taking an official to Arkansas this weekend. I don't know about you, but I don't like my girlfriend going on dates with other men. Yeah, but this is the age we live in. Jeremy... I'm telling I you think now, I don't that know. That whole Neil I'm Brown recruiting now, class thing, I think that I think it's paper thin.
2: I I agree one thousand percent, but I also will say I'm not judging this purely on somebody taking a visit somewhere else. Cause if I was a recruit, I'd be going everywhere. I mean, think about Dante. Dante went down to Oklahoma and Florida and act like it was a razor-thin decision. Granted, he's homegrown, but it was never razor-thin. He was always staying home. So hopefully, these people really are committed. I've been burnt too many times, but this is the reason why I also don't pay much attention to recruiting because I only care about the kids who suit up and actually play on Saturdays
3: for West Virginia. Only while they're playing until they hit the portal. Until they hit the portal. In other news, rumors... But substantial rumors by Blue Check, and for now, Blue Checks actually matter on Twitter still, Brett Yormark has met with Gonzaga about joining the conference as a basketball only member. How do you feel about that?
2: Basketball only? That'd be great. Uh, They've set up to be a real juggernaut, and they're in a weak conference and yet, they still pull players from all over the country. Five stars everywhere. The more you look at the NBA, the more you're seeing some uh, Gonzaga kids. They have a Duke-esque feeling. They haven't won anything yet. That's the big difference. But when it comes to recruiting and when it comes to prestige, like In we played the video fours. games, if we if we came if we played the video game, they'd have taken Gonzaga from a
3: one star to a five star. Jeremy, That's what they've done. Can you Basket think of another? Early? Can you can you think of another league? that try to do a hybrid between basketball-only schools and football schools? Uh, Only the Big East. Yeah, exactly. Where is the Big East now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if that has any correlation, but okay. Jeremy, I don't like it. I think you add schools only that can add revenue in football because that's the cash cow. That's the only thing that matters. That is what drives... Um, TV contract.
2: but That's true, but what does it hurt if Gonzaga plays basketball in the Big 12?
3: Because they have a say in what happens in negotiations. They take a share of money. It all depends on the deal. So it depends on how they negotiate this deal. And I would think the Big 12 would be in a
2: position of power when it comes to them being in a smaller conference, even though they are legitimately doing their thing in one of the premier uh, programs in the country, I would still think that the Big 12 would have, would be in a position of power. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, I don't think Gonzaga needs him. What does Gonzaga need to be in the Big 12 for? I agree. I agree 100%. But I agree 1,000%. Maybe I just don't know all the details, but that's my first thought. You got anything else you want to add before we jump into these schedules? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Last thing, man. You talk about basketball, let's talk about the guard from Manhattan, Jose Perez. Everybody oh, yeah. was so... Like pumped about him, he's about six five what like two twenty stout dude, uh you know what I'm not gonna tell you who he reminds me of first. I'm gonna let you do what do you think about this whole you know Huggins being up there and recruiting him so hard, and now he's gonna be able to play for West Virginia. I'm hearing it's not gonna be till conference play, but
3: excuse me, what do you think about this whole uh situation? Well, you need somebody who can score, and the guy can score now he's a volume scorer, it seems like in a lot of situations. Unreasonable Doubts, Josh Witt said that he has got that old man game, back you down, do that kind of thing, style of play. But I don't care as long as you fill up the cup. Shooting free throws at 80% or better, love that. Hopefully, it'll stay that way when he gets to Morgantown. I don't know who he reminds me of, but I love that he's from the Bronx. We got two guards from New York in Toussaint and Lopez and, uh, yeah, what's his name? Perez. Perez, sorry. I almost said Lopez. Perez. Um,
2: Lopez.
3: <laughs> I like it. So I like the
2: toughness. I like I watched the- him, Brandon. Yeah, I watched him, and I love the toughness. He has great eyes. I feel like he delivers the ball well. I feel like he dribbles well. He has this Tasmanian devil spin. He loves spinning to his left. And when he spins, it is nasty. But I will say that just watching him, he's a great addition. He's a good addition. Anybody who can score buckets is great. I do worry about him being able to score on Division One Big Twelve uh, scores because I don't know how quick and fleet of foot he is. I'm watching videos. I am not the expert, but I will say that you know I looked at some games where he played bigger opponents, and it makes me question. You know, it is can he get can he get his buckets, or is he going to be more of a uh, Sean McNeil where he's a great shooter, or he's a great this, or he's a great that, but he's not athletic enough to create his own or get his own. But hey, you know what? Bring him in. He averaged eighteen point what nine points a game. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, eighteen points, nine points a game in the MAAc. Um, He was a MAAc player of the year. So hopefully, hopefully he can come in and and do his thing. I just you know watching the video, I don't know how fleet of foot he is. Um, He is strong. So going in the post can't help he does it in the clutch i seen him hit a clutch a game winner against iona that'll be big somebody to take a bucket uh, down the stretch when you need it but uh it's one of the things where i just got to watch and and see it play out
3: because uh i don't know i really don't know i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be an issue with trey mitchell being hurt and with him not eligible to big 12 play it'll be an issue to see what this team does as far as trying to get buckets well let's head on to the no go ahead no, I'm ready to talk the schedule now. Let's
2: get it. Let's get into it. Another week NFL football. Football. I got three games I, I, I've highlighted. I'll let you go first.
3: Me first? You and me go first? The, the I'm Bill's Jets on Sunday. Bill's Jets is a good one. Bill's Jets is a good one. I know. That Zach Wilson did not have a good outing last game, but that means he's due for a bounce back, and the Bills have been on fire. So I think that'll be a good game.
2: Uh, The game I'm most interested well, not most interested in, but let's kick it off on Thursday Night Football. And I know you may think, Eagles, Texans, Texans aren't very good. Yeah. When a team is undefeated, I'm interested to see if they win. Right now, the Eagles are rolling. Right now, it looks like they should beat the Texans. I'm not telling you I'm going to watch the whole game. But when a team is undefeated in the NFL, the last unbeaten team,
3: I'm interested in it. I am. Not that interested if you're going to lead off with saying, I'm not telling you I'm going to watch the whole game. Clearly not that interested. Yeah, because I don't
2: expect it to be much of a game. That's the reason. That's what I was saying.
3: I'm curious to see what King Henry does against the Chiefs Sunday night. What do you think? That's all you have to say? Yeah, Chiefs-Titans,
2: it's battle of the five and twos. I feel like t- the Titans have, like, who has said, when you talk about great teams in the NFL, like, oh, the Titans are really good. No, nobody's five and about two. Them. Yeah, no, I was surprised. I looked down. The Titans are five and two. And in the NFL, record is all that matters. We don't care who you played. Record is all that matters. Chiefs, Titans, this is a battle of the AFC Championship within the last five years. I can't remember what year it was. King Henry, soft Chiefs defense, and I know Spagnolia, Spagnola, Spagnola, right? Spagnola. Yeah, Spagnola. Um, can come up with certain schemes, and they can look good at times. And then there's other times like, what are they doing? Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I'm 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 all in on the Chiefs Titans game. The other game I have is another rematch of a championship game, the NFC Championship game from two years ago. Uh, the Bucks are are terrible. Yeah, I was about to say that game is not interesting to me at all. It only, I really wasn't interested until I realized uh, the Rams put it to Tom Brady. And Tom Brady usually has a fire for teams, especially NFC Championship game. I, You know what? I'm going out of my box and I'm saying I think that, that the Buccaneers actually play well this game. I think Tom Brady hits a different gear because he remembers what happened in the NFC Championship game. That's the only reason why I'm interested in seeing that.
3: It's not your dad's Tom Brady. I think he's overwhelmed with that divorce. I just don't think he's the same guy. Of course, I'm interested in the Seahawks-Cardinals. Geno's revenge tour. It's not a revenge tour because he's playing the Cardinals and he never played there, but he continues to show the league that they wrote him off and he ain't right back. Geno's back for more blood Sunday at 4.05. Also,
2: that's right. Also, it's a revenge tour because... Gino remembers what Kyler Murray did to Will Greer. Gino remembers. And Gino going to take it out. Gino got everybody back in the Mountain State. Everybody, including you, Willie G. Mountain Greer. Except not Willie G. Mountain Greer. Yeah, And the rest of West Virginia. So, uh, no, no, no. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's finally beat Kyler Murray. That's all I got for for Uh, the NFL. You ready for college? That's it for the NFL. On to the collegiate Football League
3: College. (laughs) What games you got? Uh, So, I'm actually kind of interested in Oklahoma State-Kansas from this standpoint. Oklahoma State just got shellacked. One of the worst beatdowns they've ever suffered. And Jalen Daniels is back for Kansas, on the depth chart anyway, starting for Kansas. Let's see if he can pick up the pieces and get Kansas' bowl eligible. I usually do not
2: mention tech i mean big twelve games because every week they're interesting because the conference is so close. The reason why I'm talking about Saturday at noon texas tech t c u is once again like I said with the Eagles, when you are undefeated this late in the season, I'm interested in see what you what you do from here on out t c u Texas Tech at noon Saturday yeah yeah that that's interesting to me. One game that you may not have thought about, but once again, it's Thursday night. I don't know why. I don't know why, Brandon. But I, 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 I don't know if it's all. Well, the NFL game is going to be on. I don't know why. I'm interested in this App- Appalachian State Coastal Carolina game. Appalachian State got a big win earlier in the season. Appalachian State is one of them Cinderellas. Coastal Carolina also one of them Cinderellas last year. Head to head tomorrow night.
3: Excuse me, tonight. Tonight, Thursday night. Tennessee and Georgia, both undefeated. Hypel versus Kirby Smart. Hendon Hooker versus Stetson Bennett. That offense versus Georgia's defense. Jeremy, what a juggernaut of a matchup. Brandon, this is everything
2: the SEC East has ever hoped for. For years and years, all people did was talk about the SEC East, talk down on the SEC East. And then this, guy, this team emerged, Georgia, who has been the only team in the SEC East. Tennessee, I was so wrong about them in so many different ways. Me too. Uh, And they look real. Even if they lose this game, they are real at this moment, and I believe they're one of the best top ten teams in the entire country. Georgia-Tennessee, real battle, going down, 330. This is a can't-miss game. You can't miss this game.
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to miss it. I'll tell you about it later, but I'm going to have to miss it. Yeah, me too, um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. Am I out of like I'm? I want this game to be big. I have some like it's nostalgia. Miami, Florida State, Brandon is nostalgia. Like this should be good. It's I not. I mean, to, to see the tomahawks on the helmet, to it's see not. the U on the helmet. I don't know if they're. I can't remember if they're Tallahassee. No, they're aren't, they're in Coral Gables. They're they're down in Miami. It's not. It's not a good game. I know. I know. And I want it to be. And I want to be excited for it. I'm just not. You know what the game I am excited for? Not not excited for, but I am interested in. Like, I'll check in on the score. Liberty in Arkansas. Why, you may ask? Because for the past month, everybody's been yelling Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze this and Hugh Freeze that. Hugh Freeze only has one loss. Hugh Freeze has one of the highest winning percentages Against guess, group of five teams since he's been there. Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze. Well, now you're playing the SEC team. Arkansas, are they the best? No. Are they stout and a solid team? Yes. Liberty, Arkansas, 4 p.m. Saturday. I am interested to see what Liberty actually does. You're not interested
3: in Alabama in Death Valley? I was letting you take the low-hanging low fruit. Alabama at LSU. I can't believe LSU is 6-2 and two after that start. Losing to Florida State to kick off the season. They look like garbage. Brian Kelly looked like he was in over his head. He's got his boys rolling, but they're going to have to play Bama. Jeremy, I don't see any way Bama loses to LSU, but I think it'll be a good game. The A stands for Alabama. Great coaching. First year at LSU,
2: loss against Florida State. Talk about people who didn't write back. Well, he didn't write back. I wrote him off. He didn't write me back. Um... And now you're seeing Bri- Brian Kelly's a great coach. He's not a good coach. See, look what he did at Cincinnati. Look what he did at Notre Dame. Now he's down at LSU. He looks like he's getting a turn around. He's making all the big wins. This is going to be a thorn in Nick Saban's flesh. I believe Alabama wins. I think LSU keeps it respectable. I think it's a close game. And I respect I respect what it looks like Brian Kelly is starting to do down there at LSU. The last game I want to talk about that I'm actually interested in is Marcus Freeman playing Clemson? Notre Dame, Clemson. Notre Dame's unranked. Usually this will be a big-time matchup. A few years ago, Notre Dame beat him in the regular season. Clemson beat him in the ACC championship game. Um, the Notre Dame players are going to be highly motivated. Clemson comes off, uh, uh, not barely winning, but, you know, they cheated to win. But anyway, uh, beating Syracuse. I'm interested was that the last game? I don't know. I don't care.
3: Clemson Notre Dame, I am interested to see who wins that game. Yeah, I don't have anybody else I'm interested in watching. That's it for me. I'm I'm done on the schedule. So, wrap on the week, wrap on the show, wrap on everything. Anything else well, to say? That's, it that's the, all you got? That's it for the RVK. Oh, Light no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no.
2: There was one thing. I told you not to let me forget.
3: I was yeah, like, G- you remember. Gonzaga yeah, Gonzaga.
2: Okay, never mind, never mind. Okay, just joking.
3: <laughs> well, like always, <laughs> like, listen, rate, review, subscribe. Please do your best to help us out. Love us because we love you. Get at your boys.